Okay, so if you didn't notice, we're actually both in the same room. I have traveled <laughs> to the United States. I'm still alive. So congr- <laughs> no gunfight. congratulate me. <laughs> they let me in, which was interesting when, when I was at security. And they were like asking me, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I, how long have you known Chris? And I'm like, for like about two and a half years. And like, and you got enough money to bring into the country? I'm like, yeah, like from your YouTube money? Yeah. How much money do you make on YouTube? And I told them and they were like, are you sure you got enough money? <laughs> so anyway... 11 hours of flight from the UK to the US. And this must be weird for you. It was weird for a minute, but I think we're over it. And now we're yeah, just having fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So as a, a treat for the next two weeks, you will see us together, probably doing a number of reviews together yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, the best thing we watched this week is going to be an interesting one. Yes. I think if you're in this particular week, sorry, I'm spitting into the mic. Um, I think if you're looking particularly this week I- into some of those that you thought we maybe were going to cover mm-hmm. a lot of those A-list films is not in, on my best thing. Yeah. Um, just haven't made it. So if you want reviews for those, go and check out our channels. Yes. We have done them, but they haven't ended up on the best thing no. we watched. No. Mm-mm. However, welcome to the best thing you watched. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time, thank you. This might be a bit weird format. Check out the other ones that we've done for, you know, over a year and a half, you'll see the regular format. Uh, we're going to be doing our news as well, audio exclusive. But so if you want to hear the full extended, yes. wherever you listen to audio podcasts, it's going to be on there uh, as well as probably we'll do some Patreons together, mm-hmm. I imagine, because, mm-hmm. well, while we're here, why not? Why not? Yeah. But we always start with a movie quote. And um, last week, do you know who won? I do. Uh, the answers, which... I kick myself because you're like, dude, how do you not know these? I said I, they were two easy ones. Yeah. And I just <laughs> completely gone. So uh, the answers for anybody wanting to know, Die Hard, then X-Men, and then Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. That, that one was a hard, that one didn't trigger. It's a great scene. Yeah. But <clears throat> so uh, Nostromo was the one that won, but he kind of won with an either or. So Mm. his last answer for Full Metal Jacket, he got Full Metal Jacket, but he was like, it's either this movie or Full Metal Jacket. So fine, that that still counts. The only one to get all three, so congratulations. Uh, Well done. Okay. Are you going to stump us? Um, No. Okay. (laughs) Because I didn't bring my cards with me, so I've I've found some ones that... What I've done this week is I'm going to give you three from this year's movies. Oh. So you're in with the best week so far as a Ruben's going to let up on the hardness. <laughs> you say that. And now. it's only easy because they're films that came out this year. So, <laughs> so, so I'm going to feel extra bad when I don't get it right. 100%. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Cool. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. No, not doing that one. <laughs> Moving on. Already a veto there. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, this is an easy one. When things are too dangerous to say, sing. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I know you've seen this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because I just, oh my gosh. 
Yes. Okay. Yep. No. <laughs> okay. okay. Number two, I'm going to omit a name. I'm not going to say the name. Sure. Because otherwise it gives it away. But, Definitely. Okay. You will do very well on your own, <clears throat> but with others, you could be magnificent. Hmm. No. Yeah, that one. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. This quote is kind of like a conversation. It's one line from one person and another line from another person. Okay. 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 Every new discovery is just a reminder. We're all small and stupid. See, that one sounds familiar too. Yeah. 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 I, uh, all right. Yeah. The, 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 see, I feel extra bad now. I, I, the, especially when they're familiar yeah. and I'm still not getting it. Oh my gosh. I love being on this side of the quotes because I don't have to answer. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, exactly. You have the easier part. There. I definitely do. Yeah. Oh, well, hey, let us know in the comments. You get the shout out. If you know what it is, uh, all three of them, just give us the, the movie title answers. Um, yeah, I know one of them. That's <laughs> that's it. So, okay, but I have a question now, okay. if I may. <clears throat> Do you think Stonehenge was man-made? And if not, who did it? Stonehenge? Stonehenge, yeah. Um, firstly, the place where Stonehenge is, uh-huh. I hate it. Oh, why? Because there's a road <laughs> that is always busy because people don't want to pay the amount that you have to go through to the gates, but it's visible from the, this main road. Oh, so everybody like so everybody slows, down, or slows down. So you got like an hour just in this one little bit every day, almost all day. It's Oof. just hours and hours of people. Like secondly, it's a bunch of stones in a circle. Sure. Like, like, come on, man. But also who put them there? They've been there so long and there's an amount around the UK that are very similar and that really? it's heritage and origins have been in movies and TV series like for years, a long time ago. And there's like the Celtics, there's like um, soothsayers and druids. Mm -hmm. It comes from that origins. But then we've also seen it in Doctor Who as like a, a, a temporal portal. We've seen other movies and shows. And I don't know that I buy any stock that it actually has any, like in reality, like if Ruben is talking logic, no, it's a bunch of stones. Sure. But... I really want it to be that time traveling one from Outlander. <laughs> from Outlander, <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. And also, I don't want to experience that. That's the worst way to time travel. You get stuck and you can't go back. It's not Back to the Future, is it? No, no. Yeah, what do What do you What do you think? I I do think it's man made, but I'm still like completely amazed. You know, I, I've never gotten to see it yet. So mm. when I go over to the UK, we are going there because I do, <laughs> I do need to see that. But okay. it, um, that's really near us. Is it really? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it's so it's. I think it's more of that. Um, I, mm, see, I don't know time t timekeeping, mm. something like that. Probably something really boring. Yeah. But I love the lore that has been built up around it. Yeah. That is not boring. Okay. Yeah. Well, let us know in the comments below, what do you think about man-made stuff? That's a very good question, actually, that opens up. How did we make some of the stuff we did so many thousands of years? Pyramids, the Aztec temples. None of that sense makes logic as to how they actually accomplished that. 
the only logical answer is the most outlandish one, and that's aliens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you seen, uh, there was a there was a documentary a bunch of years ago, and it was on Egypt. And uh, when I was on this like Egypt <laughs> binge of watching all kinds of stuff, and they tried in modern day trying to make some of the obelisks. Yeah. And they couldn't do they it. They couldn't do it. Yeah. They couldn't lift it. They couldn't get it to stand up. Yeah. And with all of our technology. So how do you, uh, it blows my mind. This actually leads into a really nice segue. There's a guy, a director that reached out to me this week, yeah. just as I was leaving to start traveling. So I was, <laughs> I was frantically typing uh, just down to Heathrow going, this is the worst time to ask me. <laughs> anyway, this guy named Darcy Weir, he is, I would say he's a renowned guy that is a conspiracy theorist when it comes to UFOs and NASA's cover-up. Okay. With it. And he's done a number of um, documentaries, mm. that stuff. So he asked us if we could review it. Um, and I don't normally do because he's going to like give us some money towards it. I don't normally do paid reviews because then how is no your review? There's no right? objectivity. Yeah. So I said that he could donate, like support us for this, oh, really, really. but I'm going to objectively review it and it's be absolutely truthful just honest about it. it yeah. Honest. And so firstly, let me say it's an interesting topic. It's called Secret Space UFOs, NASA's First Missions. And what it is, it takes, I guess, Footage that we've had from NASA, mm -hmm. you know, like documentary style stuff with a number of interviews from people that would be classed as experts in their field. Okay. And then he spliced it together to form a narrative of what he thinks actually happened. So he, the director actually appears in it as well. Okay. Part of the stuff that I found really interesting is he goes into, so instead of just doing a bunch of UFO stuff, mm -hmm. he goes into how space missions work so they talk about that there's this x-15 um jet like supersonic jet it could go like ridiculous mark speed you know like watching top gun maverick yeah, yeah. like how fast that goes mac 10 or something yeah. it goes something like that oh, speed wow. um and so he goes into what the spacecraft is like what makes it how it goes you need the mm. interviews with people and the actual people and then he starts given us like documents that he's found um, that correlates to this bit of message. And then he goes into the bits where the pilot would go, uh, uh, and there's definitely something out there. I saw something. Um, the thing that gets me is it's like all the documents, the, the proof in the pudding that we've uh -huh. had all these years, it's always blurred pictures. Yes. It's never like flipping heck UFOs. If you want yourself to be known, <laughs> just stay still. So I think people that love UFO conspiracy theorist stuff mm. that you're going to eat this sure. up. The issue I had with it is too long. It's over okay. two hours. It's, um, it felt long to me. Like, okay. and, and the pacing for getting then he's doing this thing that sometimes directors do is mise en scene, which is a French term where you show everything, you, sh you mm -hmm. show everything in the shot. And for me, he was showing all of, all of the information without getting to the juicy bit first. And I totally understand. He's kind of like world building. Oh, okay. He wants yeah. all the information to be in there. But for somebody that just wants the information about the UFO stuff, I didn't need everything else first. It also comes down to, and I'm, I'm really sorry to say this, but I have to be honest, There, there's some editing choices that I ju it just felt it needed another go. Okay. Like there's some stills and stuff that he's put over it that, felt like final cut uh, or even like iMovie sort of frame over frame with music that isn't quite um, edited rightly, like mm. the, the pitch levels and stuff. Okay. Um, choices in music that I wouldn't have used, but that's just my personal preference. Like However, did they not match the tone? Yeah, just, it was a bit all over the place. Okay. Like it was a okay. bit rocky, then it was a bit synthy, then there was a bit classical. 
I do like him actually when he's speaking, mm. when he's on camera. I thought he was really interesting, easy to look at and oh. watch. There's a couple of other guys that I interviewed that just I don't trust. You know, there's some people oh, you, yeah. you listen to and you're like, yeah, and I'm not buying a word you are saying. It's the history it, it, of the a- aliens. Exactly that. <laughs> um, so, as in, I wish actually that he had broken it up into three parts, like do oh. three episodes. Okay. I think as chunk pieces on a National Geographic. Uh, channel rather mm-hmm. than just on I mean we'll put a link down below the Amazon link um, and it's cheap I think it's like three ninety nine to okay. rent or something um, or have you can watch it and as a conspiracy theorist you're gonna love it like sure. there's bits in there that's, that'll, that'll tick your bowels like I knew it all this time we were right yeah. um, whether it actually proves it I don't know I think it can go either way that makes sense yeah as a one time watch if you're into this sort of stuff I think you'll enjoy it, but I think it should have been way shorter, like a 45-minute segment cut down. Okay. I like the idea. I like the topic because I do love me a bit of X-Files, you know, Yo, all, totally. all, all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it gets me like, can we really be so arrogant to think that we are the only intelligent species out there? And if that isn't the case, what is out there? The truth is out there. <laughs> the truth is out there. We know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's seven really good scenes or seven really good seasons that tell us that and two not so good seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you to uh, Darcy Weir for giving us access and letting us watch that. And I love creativity in any yeah. in any platform. So sure. I think that was great just to see what somebody's put together. You can see the painstaking hours that they've gone through. Thank you for supporting us. I hope mm-hmm. your film finds its platform yeah. uh, of, I think an, a select group of core people will sure. like the niche will enjoy this. Um, I don't know that I would recommend it for anybody outside of that. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. So All right. should we dive into the best thing that we watched this week? Yes. Okay. Would you like to start? Yes. It is something that you talked about last week. Oh, yeah. And I had been, okay, so I had been like home remodel hell. And so, I mean, I just, I was so behind on everything. And so most of my reviews didn't actually get done and everything. Mm. There was a series, a limited series that came out on Amazon Prime. And it stars Peter Capaldi. It's called The Devil's Hour. Now you're telling me like, okay, this is mind bending. Kind of like what, you know, dude, holy crap. This is. You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yes. Because it is, it literally was so mind bending. We watched this, this person experience things and time is shifting sort of. But we can't really tell. I mean, the whole thing feels like an unreliable narrator to us mm. because I can never tell or trust what I'm being shown. Yeah. And then we hear little bits here and there of Peter Cabaldi in the first couple episodes, but then he becomes very more prominent in the storytelling in the last half. Yeah, of he that. does. It's almost two stories, that, that first three and that second three. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I mean, we were sucked in. And it was like almost like, okay, stop the renovations. We got to watch more. I'm like, no, 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 no. I have to get the stuff done. But, um, you know, so it was a lot of late nights watching and everything. But it, um, when we get to that finale, mm. like my mind is breaking. Yeah. You, you were telling me that you and your wife were having a, a like a really good in-depth long conversation about it. Like, what do you think about this? Yeah. How is this? And that's exactly what this was. It causes that discussion of 
well, I think I know what's going on, but what about this? Mm. Oh, well, that kind of contradicts what I thought here. And the depth within there, I mean, the acting was great. The, the editing was so good because as we get more and more in it, it switches timelines and viewpoints, I guess, maybe, or mm. I don't know if I want to call it realities, but maybe reality, um, perception, mm. maybe, I don't know. Just maybe we can talk spoilers. Because we can talk about the ending in a, in a bit. Maybe that's better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do a spoiler warning right now um, in the time code. Well, you've already seen it. But yes. Well, um, so at, towards the end, once we realize that first off, the sun is he's not supposed to exist. He's an anomaly. Yes. Which mm. allows him to pass through these the lives. I mean, because what we were watching is Peter Cabaldi explaining that he has lived so many lives. Um, and before he even gets to affect anything, he's yes, he's basically gone through the Groundhog Day. Someone in my comments said, oh, you didn't get this was a Groundhog Day thing? And I was like, no, I really didn't. No, I didn't at first either. No, yeah. no, it was it, well towards the end of the show. That's when it began to really start to click of like, oh, now I thought maybe alternate timelines. Hmm. You know, and and they talk about that a little bit. Didn't they say where he that it branches off like it still it still continues on that way, but because you've changed something here, you do this one, and so he has to remember. So I, everything. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's an alternate timeline because an alternate world. So I think we're having it's that worlds upon worlds upon worlds. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of family, and he's able to influence that or go into them. See, Every I thought he was like reincarnation almost, except not reincarnation because it's like it's it's rebooted. It's, every time he changes something, there's a new branch of reality. Yes, and that's what he follows, but he doesn't know what happens after that because he's changed something, and so he has to live that part and then change something and then die or kill himself and end it and to go back. And then this is the thing that like drove me nuts, where I was like, it just could you imagine? Being like he's in this time, he's like what sixty something years old, maybe. I mean, yeah. it looks like he's you know he's he's not a young dude by any means. Um, so he has lived this life time after time after time after time. I, so it's not even like immortality, like vampire. It's I've lived to X number of years. I've died, and then I've started over as a kid again. Yeah, you so say it's it's not like my gosh, it's it's the worst. Power, superpower ever right because yeah. you get to experience all those hurts and pains especially if you want to keep things as the same like you want to fix will, will they pick that up i don't know we, we have a helicopter airwolf <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay so good will they even what am i saying uh, worst superpower ever right to relive worst superpower ever because when he dies he goes through all of those years day after day year after year Decade after decade, and he will have to choose, which is why another reason why I think he kept the, all those notes in his books yes. to get it right, to get it the right way, or if he needed to make a change, or what happened when he made a change. Yeah. And so he came to the conclusion that the boy, when he saved the mother from shooting herself in the face, this new reality, she then, uh, the daughter then married the wrong person who had this kid. His dad ended up being the bad guy who was an absolute douchebag. 
Dude. <laughs> Have you watched, um, you watched some of uh, Ted Lasso, right? Mm. He, he's Jamie Tart. In, yes. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. which who's kind of a D-bag in at the beginning of Yeah, but his character growth is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is it really is in Ted Lasso, but in this it went the opposite his way. His character growth just goes, oh, "Oh wait, you are the bad guy." Dude, I was actually terrible. worried that he was like a serial killer or killer. Like one of those where he'd end up killing his own own yeah. son. Now we don't get to see cuz he stays in the room and then the cuts yeah. And then later the house is on fire and he said, I couldn't find him. We don't know if he was telling the truth or whether he let his son burn to death. Mm-hmm. Well, or, he, he he believes he let his son burn to death. Yeah. Or he teleported, yeah. the, the son teleported away. And we don't know whether the mom knew that, but she died. Mm-hmm. in. And then which reality is the right reality? The one with the cop where she kept seeing herself married to the detective, to, the DCI? Yes. But he's not the detective in this because remember, throughout the entire thing, the job is not for him. You're not cut out for this. This is not, you know. I mean, she is. Exactly. So I think that's really the correct timeline. I do. Yeah, there you go. This is where my head explodes. Yes. It's a brilliant series. I mean, it really <laughs> is. I mean, this is one of those, especially if you like to think, if you like to have some of those deep, um, like hurt, head hurting type of scenarios within there they're really well written and well acted i mean the devil's hour is outstanding it's so good yeah. it's and peter capaldi is excellent in it yes because he basically encompasses so many things you think you think he's evil and some of the stuff he's done is he's evil, evil. <laughs> but when you get to the end you totally understand why and he's kind of the hero he, he, it's a little bit like thanos mm-hmm. There's also a little bit of, like, when I was watching this, I was thinking Minority Report. Oh, yeah, I get that. You yeah. know, that he... Some precognition, that fight, like, I know everything already. Yeah, yeah. and it's not really, I mean, it's only precog because, because he's, he's experienced already lived it. it. Yeah. yeah. But has he? Because he keeps changing things. So how does he know it's going to turn out like that again? Probably because he assumes, the assumption is that if I don't change anything up until this point, things will continue to go exactly how they But he keeps on saying, you shouldn't be here yet. And then the guy goes like, what are you waiting for? Uh, The thing to happen. And then the the lightning comes and blocks the road. And you're like... But see, he had changed something though before that. So it had, had, because the the girl... Because I thought she was changing things because she was starting to see... She was too, yeah. yeah, And the kid was starting to do things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, we could go on for ages on this one. Yeah. Really great. If you haven't seen it, um, I'm sorry you're listening to the spoiler section, but if you have and you want to talk to us, talk spoilers in the comments below. Yes. Just do the dot, 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 uh, like leave a bit of a gap so yes. you're not spoiling it for others. Okay. So my one of the best things, yes. I, I, I wouldn't say it's the best thing, uh, but I got to watch uh, a few episodes of The Winchesters, I don't know what this is. Mm. So do you know the Supernatural TV series with Dean and Sam? It's had I, I know fif- of it, 15 yes. seasons. Yeah. I'm a massive fan. I was wearing my shirt, my Winchester shirt, uh, coming to the UK. And I had like three different compliments. And that's how wide. Oh, somebody complimented. When we were in San Francisco, somebody complimented you on that. And I didn't understand what it was. Yes, that's, okay. that's what that is. <laughs> uh, yeah. So every, like it's got a big fan base yes so i've seen all 15 seasons multiple times huge fan my wife and i both and so this is a prequel 
Okay. Not with Dean and Sam. This is about their parents, basically, and how they meet, and it sets up a whole new story. So it's back in the 70s. Mm. So an, an epic untold love story of John and Mary, of how they not only save their love, but also an entire world. Uh, I think it's fair to say that I was excited and enjoyed it more than people coming to it that haven't seen the series, because I, th- I do think some of the dialogue is quite stunted. Mm. It's not nearly as tight as the the series is. Uh-huh. But the actor who plays Dean Winchester has a huge hand in this series. I do remember watching the first season of Supernatural thinking, those, especially the first episode, thinking, this isn't great. Uh-huh. But it quickly finds its footing. And this, it does the same thing. Even in the first episode, you're like... And then the second episode, it's already establishing what what is going to be good. It's a serial series that's going to have many seasons that they're setting up their new world, even though it's an established world, they're setting up the rules for the 70s. And you have all the stuff like the the demons and the exorcisms that that um, they do very quickly. Mm. The cat classic salt around the purse and the demons are black smoke that they come out. And, oh, that's cool. Uh, there's so much like magic stuff in this that's, that's fun. It's a bit teeny, which I was surprised by. Really? Some of the dialogue felt very teeny. Okay. Uh, hoping that they're going to knock that on the head because they have the, they form a quick team pretty quickly. So yeah. you have um, John, who's just gone back from um, two years of service. Okay. And you have Mary, whose father taught her the, the family business, which is like killing things that go bump in the night. And uh, John's dad was He's already done this, but his dad's been missing for 15 years. And John comes back and his dad's giving him the key and a letter. And this Mm. is to the men of letters, which is these guys that have established all the the rules and the books and stuff that tells you about this world. Oh, okay. So his mind is open to, whoa, this is, okay, dad was either mental or, you know, (laughs) now I understand why he wasn't around. And so they they established them two together, and then there's the friends of the, the quirky dude that is um, gay. Then there's the the girl that's the smarts that she's the book person, but hasn't gotten out a lot. So they form the quirky bunch, like the Scooby Gang. Oh, okay. Yeah. That needs to go. I mean, it's basically that the Scooby Gang that needs to go and save the day, and it's episodic, which I really like. So each episode they save the case of the day, and then there's a wider oh, arc. Okay. So someone is possessed. Or monsters attacking someone, and it's the monster work is fun. The 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 effects are, are okay, not always great, but are fun. What made Supernatural great is the Dean and Sam relationship in from Supernaturals. Their their relationship goes from I'm a annoying teen kid, um, and my brother doesn't know how to relate to me. To them being forced together to work together to find stuff answers about the family and try not to do spoilers for those that haven't that haven't seen it yet this one i think the issue is it doesn't have a have a hook so in supernatural episode one there's a massive something happens to their mother Uh and it's demon related and this one it's more like they're trying to track down their fathers which is okay it's kind of a hook but it's not that same like in the stomach, uh, yeah. you need something visceral to happen. So I'm hoping that's still going to happen. But for fans of Supernatural, which there's <laughs> there's a fair few, I think you're going to enjoy this. We're, we'll be on board already. But I don't know if it's going to drag any new people to mm. the... Like, I think it's great for those that have already been established of the, the whole series of Supernatural. Yeah. But the new stuff... Like new people coming in, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I can like say, yeah, you're gonna love this. I'll have to wait and see if the mo- the more. There's only four episodes out so far. Okay. Um, 
and it's not out in the UK. I had to use a VPN to watch it. Oh wow! What so, uh, what platform is it on? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I've watched so much this week. Uh, I'll try and find out. Okay. So it isn't the best thing I watched this week, but mostly for nostalgic reasons. Okay, sure. Because like, well, I love the series so much. Yeah. Uh, and it ticked all my boxes that way. Nice. Uh, I'll find out where it is, and you can tell me what's your next best thing. Okay. Um, mine, I'm, I guess I'm following the whole UK type of um, theme here. <laughs> I'm watching the American stuff. Yeah, and I'm yeah, watching, yeah. watching the UK stuff. So I watched, um, now this has already been out in on BBC for, I guess, maybe months. And it just came to Netflix within the last couple of weeks. And so, again, I'm behind. But it's called Inside Man with David Tennant. And it's also got Stanley Tucci in it. And I've only watched the first two episodes of the four. And it's a a limited series. Stanley Tucci is a convicted murderer in prison on Mm -hmm. death row. David Tennant is a vicar in the UK. And... They, their stories begin to slightly intertwine and I'm not going to do spoilers because first off, I have no idea how the series is going to end. So I don't even know if it's all awesome, um, but it is a very weird mix. Mm. So when we're watching David Tennant, those portions are very serious. It's, it's dire, dark, um, just oppressive in certain things. Mm. Very emotional. When we watch Stanley Tushy's Tushin. Tucci, what? Stanley oh Tushin. Who? Stanley Tucci's portion. Yeah. See, I was, was mixing that word together. Um, there is a lot of comedy in it. And like, it's situational, it's humorous, it's snarky, it's sarcastic. It's not just like slapstick type of stuff or anything like that. That it's really all, wouldn't work, would it? No, it's no. all dialogue driven and it's, but it, and it's witty. So it is very funny. But Tenant is funny though. Like, Yes, but but it's not, but it, th- that's what confuses me. It's like because Ten is the perfect for the dry humor. Yes, but Tucci, yeah, so yeah. he's good in this. He's very good in it, and it, but it's not just him. Oh. There is a a fellow death ma- death row inmate who sits in to these these sessions with him, mm. and that's where a lot of the comedy comes. Okay, this dude is he's very matter of fact. Um, it's almost like he can't lie, but he he, um, he he will correct you if you get something wrong about his murders. Oh, that's weird. But he's yeah, but he's but he's he's not like ashamed of it. Hey, is he's proud of it? Well, yes, but also don't get it wrong. Don't don't misspeak about what I did. Yeah, you've got to say how I yeah. chopped up that person. Yes, or like, well, that person technically they died because of this, so I don't count that as a kill. <laughs> yeah, like, so it's very. I mean, it's still dark humor, but it's very. I stabbed funny. them, but it was the bleeding out that killed. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> something like that. Yes. So the the mystery. Well, it's not really mystery because we are watching what's playing out, mm. but the tension in this is just increasing. Because on David Tennant's side, just that whole UK story side, Mm. we are watching a bad decision compounded by a bad decision. Mm. And then where does that lead and what are your options? And right now it's like a nail biting stage because it's just like, I don't see any way out of a scenario. And then, but then now it's beginning to tie in from, Tucci, who is incarcerated in the United States, and there is a there is a tie 
between them. Which Interesting. Is, it's a nice short series as well. It's only four episodes. Four episodes each an hour. Classic great British television yeah. is like four to six episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're stretching out to the eight, which I think they're trying to copy like the American the, bit. And they're like, don't do that. Stick, stick, <laughs> stick to your short. Um, I have heard varying things about this. Like the first two are great and the second two are not great. And it okay. just loses place. You'll, you'll have to come back maybe next week when you've seen the, 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 <laughs> the, the last two. two yeah. And like, I take my words back. <laughs> this is not the this best. Is, well, the first two episodes have been on the best two. things. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but I'm clearly in the very middle of the story. So there's, yeah. there's no resolution going on. No, no, no. Um, David Tennant, we're going to see him in Doctor Who again. Yes. I'm very excited about that. that. I am too. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, CW. I should have oh. I should have guessed that because Supernatural first they, C, the fifteen they were all on the CW okay so it's just that uh, E four in the UK got all of the Supernatural series so I'm hoping for the UK people that that'll be the case again okay which is great okay next on the list <laughs> so okay so I should say that there are a number of big titles this week. Um, ranging from Enola Holmes 2, which didn't make the cut, mm-hmm. uh, Causeway, which didn't make the cut for me. And I know people are like mm-hmm. raving mm-hmm. about these films. Al Yankovic, weird Al Yankovic, uh-huh. also didn't make the cut. It doesn't mean that there aren't great moments in that and the actors yeah. aren't doing the thing, but as a whole, just wasn't feeling it. The one that did make the cut, which is not a movie, it's a, it's a documentary series. It's called Killer Sally. <laughs> No. Um, one of the reasons, which is a weird thing, because before it even is good, it it already ticked a number of boxes because it's three episodes. Okay. So Netflix haven't done that. Here's six to eight episode documentary series where which which yeah. we're gonna drag this out yeah. to hell. Um, I don't know why I said hell. Drag it to hell and beat it and burn <laughs> it. To, yeah. Uh, the three episodes, it's literally like beginning, middle, and end. It feels so well-structured. The beginning tells us about Sally and her husband-to-be. They are bodybuilders. They're both Marines. She meets this um, American-African dude who's like super buff and is a bodybuilder. Oh, he has okay. muscles on his muscles, you know. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, and she is winning competitions for the Marines in bodybuilding. and She's pretty buff too. Yeah, she's pretty yeah. buff. But it's at a time when for, for women particularly, it's not a thing that that's, mm. that's done. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger brought his Pumping Iron documentary out. Oh, uh-huh. And that just put it into the stratosphere. Like yes. there was a big, big news competitions. And it concentrates a little bit on that. And then it basically, it's their relationship at the beginning. And then it's the thing that goes wrong in the middle. And then the ending is a really nice resolution because Killer Sally is basically about her killing the dude. Okay. Okay. And that's documentary. It's not spoiling. It's just, it It, is what it is. That's what the documentary is about. It's about. Yeah. But it takes it from her perspective of coming um, out of jail after 25 years. So she spends 25 years in jail for killing him. And then it gets you to... Ask yourself the question, was that just? Did she deserve 25 years? Or um, should she have a much reduced sentence? And it gets you to ask the question is, if that was tried today, would she have gotten that? Now, I'm thinking she wouldn't have. Because the abuse that he poured on her Uh in the document, like he beat her from day one in day one marriage. Oh, And she kept staying with him. 
And what's interesting is the cycle of abuse that this, so it's like from her, um, her daughter and her partner was there as well. So interesting to me how that follows cycles because mm. you hear that time and time again. It seems to, maybe it's compounded that you have a very low self-worth and it kind of starts talking a little bit about that. Sorry guys, dark subject matter this time. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and so the way that showed that, it just went into the family. But you also don't know who to trust. So you never know whether you're trusting Sally or whether it was him I think I do trust Sally. I do think that he was a proper abuser. He, okay. he had anger issues, mm. whether it was from his family or from the Marines. Um, the control, the, the stories that she told were just too accurate, too nuanced, too detailed. Uh, the emotion was there. Now, it could totally all be fake. Mm, yeah. I don't think so. She came out of jail for 25 years having, yeah, I could sue, like, yeah, the outcome I'll let you because that's a bit spoilerish. I think that's the, okay. the outcome is the last episode. And I just think it was really well structured, was mm. really entertaining, but dark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of Netflix's, Netflix's, Netflix's documentary series, they hit, <laughs> they, there's no normal middle ground for them. They're either hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is one that hits. Okay. Yeah. Really interesting. Different. Very cool. Yeah. It's been on like, when you go up to Netflix, like the splash page, sometimes <laughs> and it's this this really buff blonde chick on top of a tank. Yeah. And you're like, you're like what, what the? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But, okay, cool. Yeah, they talk a little bit about what bodybuilding is, actually, like what it means to people who do it. Oh, really? I thought okay. that was interesting because for me, it's not a thing I would ever get into. I don't find that appealing. Yep. Like I like toned people, um, round people. Round is a shape. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> round is my shape <laughs> um so it was really interesting seeing the perspective mm. their perspective of how it's like art form making using a body as art oh yeah okay yeah, every muscle and sinew showing it out you know mm -hmm. uh that's great yeah. nice really okay. interesting different Very cool yeah. cool well the the last thing on my list is again british uk actually not british irish but it it's already been out for you for several weeks. Yeah. Uh, it was coming out in like limited release here in the United States. And I think it's just now beginning to get maybe a wider release. Mm. And it's called The Banshees of Inishirin. Mm. And it stars uh, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. And it's great cost. Dude, like I said in my, my review, it's feckin' hilarious. Mm. I mean, this, the movie is so funny because of the the dialogue exchanges, the way that they express and they emote through just facial expressions and body movements mm. also. So it's not all just spoken, you know, some of it's situational. Some of it is very um, subtle, mm. I think, but it, it's like, so there's a lot of humor in there. Barry Cowan is in it and he is, he's playing like this, um, like the village idiot almost. Yeah. And, um, but he sells it. Like he's super believable and he's, he's, he's endearing in a way, even though he's very crass and he's very rude at times, he also can be very funny and like, you almost feel sorry for him in a little bit, you know, like <laughs> okay. he's just kind of like, oh, okay. You're, you're like patting on the head or something. What I was not prepared for though, is how dark it gets. Mm. The story has this, this angle to it 
that is just depressing. And it doesn't, it doesn't let up as the movie goes. So, which is very weird because like, I love the movie. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch the movie again. Mm, I have loads of those, like definitely worth a one-time watch, but because of the the content within and I need things that lift me up. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of this, while, while there is a dark tone that's going through it, because the premise of it is Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell are their best friends. Mm. And one day, Brendan Gleeson just decides he doesn't want to be friends or with Colin Farrell or he doesn't like him anymore. Yeah. And he announces that. And so now it's the struggle of Colin Farrell trying to figure out what in the world goes is going on. This is like 1923. They're on this tiny little island that's off the coast, off the mainland of Ireland. And um, so there's not a lot of people there. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a very close-knit community. 1923, I don't know if I said that, but it's, so it's, um, there's not like, well, there's, I don't even know if there are any cars on the island. I mean, it's horse-drawn carriages and a lot of walking and stuff. Beautiful cinematography. But it's that interaction of trying to figure out what did I did, do wrong and I'm trying to get my friend back, except the friend doesn't want to be friends back anymore. Mm. And that storyline is where it just gets darker and darker and darker. And there's a point where it becomes like, ah, I don't like where this is going. And that's where the movie leaves us. Yeah. like I have heard the ending is different. Yeah. It, the, it goes to black and you're like, no, wait a minute. Like, okay, I'm going to sit here because it's going to come back. And yeah, there's, going to be, it'll, <laughs> there's a post credit scene. You're not going to leave it like that. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, so it, I can see how people could leave the movie being very disappointed, mm. you know, or very unsatisfied by that because I do think the ending is a good ending. Mm. And I do think it is. Is it still recording? Yeah, it's now recording again. Yeah, so it stopped for a second there. Uh, okay. So. Me, 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 demonetized. <laughs> me, 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 me. Teen Titans. <laughs> I, I haven't watched. I saw the movie. Teen Titans go to the movies? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Titans is back. Oh, for season four. Are they no longer teenagers? No. I mean, they're now adult teenagers because they swear. Oh, okay. Uh, This is live action. Have you ever watched any of it? No, I haven't. Okay. So where Warner are like killing off all their series. Yeah. (laughs) We have two that have stood the test of time series that are garnering a really deep community of people that are just championing they're loving the characters and they've just gone from strength to strength. One of them is Titans. The other one is Doom Patrol. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Doom Patrol is excellent. Um, largely Brendan Fraser. Yes. He's, he's genius in it. And that's what the buttholes, right? Yes. Yeah. The <laughs> werebutts. The werebutts. Where Best <laughs> badass I, characters ever. <laughs> I still haven't seen I saw a trailer for, is it season four? Yeah. And they showed a lot of that. There's and I'm a, like, what? Th- they're... they're I think they one of the main bad guys for season four. The 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 Webats, yes. Yes. Oh goodness. Okay, so season four uh-huh. of Titans is back. Uh 
thankfully Warner gave me the first four or HBO Max gave me the first uh, five. So it's half of the the sec the fourth season. So okay, and the it's in two halves this time. So we're only getting the second half, like the beginning of next year. Oh, so there's a bit of a break. Okay, not sure why. Um, released weekly, so they've. I think they put the first two episodes out, and then it's weekly. Weekly, okay. yeah. My goodness, like I'd forgotten how gory and intense this. Really? Yeah, man. Like especially as they've gone the supernatural route mm-hmm. this time. So normally they're fighting some intense bad guys that have powers. Like because we're dealing with titans, you know, we've got um, various incarnations of Robin. So we've had the Red Hood, we've had Nightwing. Nightwing is Dick Grayson, and Dick Grayson is the leader of the Titans in this. Um, we've had. Just a number of others. We've Starfire, her origin backstory. Raven, who has a very dark background story. And her story in this one is one of the main ones. I think fans are going to love where they've Mm. taken this series. But yeah, they just get into like the gore and the darkness. There's a bad guy or bad guys or the overarching enemy in this season so far where they're able to enter into your dreams and it's so like nightmare on elm street yeah so you have the gore and the really great costume designs and then you have fantastic choreography the sort of thing that you would see from gareth evans you know so when they're fighting hardcore and you see bones breaking and jaws flying off and you know like literally it's this is for those that watch teen titans when they're kids now you have the adult version and it's just <laughs> so much fun. It's that's what I like about it. It's fun. It's silly. It's over the top. It's I mean, silly in that this is so dark, this wouldn't really happen. Sure. Season three, we dealt with uh Batman having killed the Joker. Mm. And so they go to Gotham to try and help Scarecrow's doing his stuff again. Okay. And uh, mm. there's a whole Robin story. And so now season four, we're all in Metropolis, and one of the main titans is Superboy. And there's this moment, just so you can understand the sort of stuff that they're doing, where they go to one of the labs. Uh, he couldn't meet, he was going to meet Superman, uh, Superboy for the first time. He's really excited. Um, he's half Superman's DNA and he's half Lex Luthor. So he's oh. trying to get out of the shadow of being Superman's, but also the fact that Lex Luthor is like who he is as well to, mm. to his core. There's a bit of a storyline with Lex Luthor in this as well. Anyway, so he's in this this lab and someone gives him a pair of glasses and he does this and and uh, what's his name standing next to him. And you just see that the people stop in the room as he does that thing. And there's a slight Superman theme tune. You know, the... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's good. Nice. Little attention to detail. I was like, yes. And this is why we love the show, because they pay attention. So you have all your fights and your costume designs that are great and the characters. But when they add little nuances there, I'm like, yeah. Come on, the geek in me is like rising up. Come on, like I'm in the cinema and you know Superman comes on the screen and I'm like, ruining it for everybody. That's 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 <laughs> no, that's, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, Okay, so that was one. And the next thing, two things I want to talk about very quickly are things that I've seen before. No, one thing I've seen before. One thing you've seen before. I know we we. And we seem to be repeating some of the stuff because you t- release sometimes it releases. Yeah. Ske- this one is a very long release schedule. Do you seen it? I think a couple of months ago, uh, but I was on the plane when I was watching this. I think I had um, a screener or something. However, I, I was able to watch this. Uh, I'm, I'm on the plane 
and I'm having various emotions <laughs> on the plane. I'm doing like the a little fist pump. Come on, yeah. And then some character dies on mm. screen. I'm like, <laughs> it's uh, the Woman King. Oh. Now, after having watched this film, I can say it shot up right to my number one movie of the year. Like, seriously, this film is good. And I don't care what people say, well, how would you relate to this? You're not a woman and you're not uh, African. And, you you know, this is all about the woman's cause. Shut up. This film is great. As a, like, execution from choreography to costume design to story. I thought it was one story. And then there's a... Um, a motherhood story that's like the mm. core root. And I just thought, dude, like got me emotionally. So I can imagine if you are a woman and of African and have experienced something like that in your heritage, because I was born in South Africa, I know a little bit about this. Um, dude, I was like full range of emotions, but also just as a cinematography, the spectacle of it is beautiful to watch. The score and the singing sometimes, yes. like with the dancing, oh gosh, yes. shivers on the back of my neck. I was just like, dang. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you got to see this. Yeah. It's, Do you remember it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it was powerful to watch. Like, I, I remember it, because we start with an action scene, and then it pulls back. And it gives us this really long context of what's going on mm. with them, you know, and so it builds out the world. And then it reintroduces some action to it. And by now... We're invested in our characters. Mm. And it's like, oh, I don't want things to happen to people. And Yeah, no, exactly. Oh. Like there were there were moments like where there were characters that were my favorite. Yes. And then I knew something was gonna happen to them. Don't you dare, don't you did it. I hate you. But also kill your darlings. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it it rips your heart out and oh. then feeds it to you, sort of film. Uh there are a number of actresses, and I don't know how to rate them, like as in intensely intensely good yes like just put them on a pedestal and give them the awards sort of thing exactly yes yes here best actress yes all of you (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean because we have the king who's played by um Uh, john boyega john boyega who's excellent but 100 percent overshadowed by (laughs) the phenomenal (laughs) acting that we're getting great but we're gonna put him over here because (laughs) and some of the phenomenal act acting comes in really quick little bite-sized moments yes. where they just allow you the dialogue is it's not quick but it's they're not saying a lot there's yeah. just emotion what they've said kind of resonates with you or the impact of what they said mm-hmm. means something you're like oh flip uh or something that you see that connects to another bit of the story yeah. you're like oh no that's so much worse <laughs> <laughs> so good loved it um okay so the last thing i want to talk about um is the breakfast club Really? Yeah. So it's a, a little golden oldie that I think everybody has seen yeah. a number of times. And we all go, oh, that's so nostalgic. It's a great film. I think I've seen it probably 15 times. And every time I watch it, I get something else out mm. of it. And I watched it this time. And at the end of it, I was like, damn, John Hughes was so, so good at 
Okay, so the characters are so defined of each of them are going through something of their own mm -hmm. and what they learn and the discovery of themselves by the end from the beginning. So that character growth over time. And it's not just them. It's the um, the teacher or the headmaster. He goes from, I hate that douchebag, to him smoking a joint at the end, but actually realizing something about himself as well. There are moments where they deal with self-harm there are moments they deal with uh, self-image. There are moments they deal with uh, fathers. And fathers are a big thing in this. Like, yeah. it seems oh, like yeah. every single one of their parents were maybe vicariously trying to live through them. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm sorry, kids. Like, if I've done that, I'm, I'm sorry. Because yeah. it does seem like a trait that parents yeah. do. And it, it definitely hurts them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the baggage that they carry for that. I just, I got so much more of it. It's like, I've seen all this before, but somehow it just felt so much more relevant. So when I got to the credits, I was like, <laughs> yeah. don't you. Everybody's like, yeah, exactly. That. <laughs> so good. Uh, nice. Yeah, I was, I was amazed. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's, a, I mean, the, one of the quintessential uh, Gen X movies also. Yeah. You know, just it sure. captures so much within there and. I'm I'm wary sometimes of people like, yeah, that's just nostalgic. And it's like, I wonder if it is just nostalgia. Like, but it wasn't. I was like, this is 100% good. Yeah, this is this one is, of those that still is clever. holds up. Yeah. And yeah, really great dialogue. And some of it doesn't make sense. Like when they're doing the montage, they're they're all getting high on the, the joint. <laughs> and like <laughs> the... Emilio Estevez, he's doing the dancing, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's going mental. <laughs> and then um, he, he he goes back into with this, the hot box that he's created and the door just goes <laughs> and shatters. I'm like, when did that happen? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there, there are moments, that, but it was great. Uh, how did they even do that dance move when they're standing on the banister, but their, their knees are like under each other. They're so close. So they're doing the backwards and forwards. I was like, I wonder how many times that take took to get that Before right. Before they fell, you know, yeah. some of them falling Someone off. Someone hurt themselves in, yeah. that, in that scene. <laughs> the things you don't see are like giant mats mm. underneath. <laughs> What's interesting is that there is one storyline that I didn't agree with. And I think this is an, this is because it's, it's aged. Mm. Um, so the the young girl who doesn't speak a lot, who's a oh uh, Ali Sheedy's character, yeah, she yeah. she lies uh, and she collects, she steals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. I thought she was great, uh, and she's doing this amazing drawing, and then she does like for snow, she does dandruff, yeah. hilarious moment. But there's this transformation that she does mm. to make her look pretty, and that's never sat right for me because I always thought her character was interesting. Then you're saying now you are pretty because I've put makeup and made you look a certain way. When a whole film is about identity, having that as a thing, that just didn't sit right with me. And then from that perspective, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that that part doesn't age mm. well. And really, I mean, you think because they all really get to find themselves, but, but she, I thought, already had found herself. Unless maybe that's a persona, like a whole facade mm. of just, I don't... I pretend not to care. Like Judd Nelson's character. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm angry all the time. Yeah. Be, you know, and so I have to be tough to be able to, to survive my life. Mm. And so maybe that's her. To, I, the, the, the geek kid. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Who didn't need to be there. Yeah. Right. Right. But how much harder does his storyline hit now in today's society with kids and guns? Yeah. Because he, I mean, it was funny. It was only a flare gun. Yeah. <laughs> and then he shot it him and burnt up his locker. And it was still the, but, but yeah. I was like, John Hughes didn't know. 
back then that that would be so prolific. Yeah, yeah, being being bullied or yeah. being you know just the expectation, and he got a B, and that's ruined his life because his aggregate score would then drop. Yeah. It wouldn't be that A plus. Well, like, and that I was feel that. a lot of people had had that expectation. Yeah, especially through the eighties and maybe even and maybe even today. I don't. I mean, we never held that for our kids because that's what I lived with, mm. and so I don't want that. It's, if I got to see, I was happy. I was like, damn, look at me, my brains. <laughs> hey, uh, like I said in college, especially towards the end, C's get degrees. <laughs> okay. mm. As long as you're not like a doctor or, you know, not a doctor scientist. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's I mean, that's that's everything. Cool. Yeah. Well, since we have these snacks out, do you want to try a little bit of snacks before we go? Yeah. OK. OK. So Ruben brought some. UK unique snacks that mm. we don't have over here in the United States. And I have a couple of snacks right now that I know they don't have over in the UK. Um, maybe we'll do some more later on. Okay. So want- this one's interesting. It's called a Yorkie original. Well, why this is good is that <laughs> a few years ago, it had like, probably six, seven years ago, it had a different branding. Oh, And basically it says Yorkie, not for girls. So they, what? W- yeah, they were, they were going men, the men route that there's a chocolate for a dude. And, it, and there's a whole cornucopia of adverts that like a various like, <laughs> don't do that. This is, my, this is for the guys. Now they've, you can see it's not on their packaging, Yeah, but I still say to my wife, whenever we, we you, buy, you get one, into- <laughs> no, you can't have, this is not for girls, <laughs> uh, but this is quintessential British. I'll let you open it and uh, oh. see what you think. It's not for everybody. It's well. It's interesting. It's from Nestle, mm. which is Nestle. a company that we yeah that we have yeah. here. Mm. Yeah, and it's part of the cocoa plan. Which so I you understand. you have Capri's here as well. Yes, we do have that. Yeah, that's like diabetes in a chocolate shell. The Cadbury eggs. Oh no, just Capri's as the company of chocolate. Oh, uh, yes, we do. But have you had a Cadbury egg? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Diabetes in a chocolate. You know what I'm talking about? Diabetes. Uh, the the. I know what diabetes is. <laughs> well, no, no, not diabetes. No, no, no. The, diabetes. The the Cadbury cream eggs. Yeah, they're really sweet. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's got the yellow um, yes. yolk, and they're yeah. so sweet. Like <laughs> yeah. the sweetness yeah. levels up there. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, my kids love them. Eats yeah, yeah, like more than a bite of it. No, I can't. I can't either. Yeah, I don't. I don't, okay. I don't like it. So let's see here. Oh, it's um, nice. Okay, let's see here. Okay, I don't know if you can. I probably can't see that very well, <laughs> but it's. Um, in little squares there. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, yeah. It'll be interesting. You have to share that with your family, see what they think. <laughs> it's just a chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what's so good about you, chocolate? I was expecting something like to break out of a little square or something like that. No. No, it's good. It's just chocolate. The, the texture? The, it, uh, the, it is very, it's like a Hershey's bar for anybody in the U.S. Um, it's like a Hershey's bar, except it's more definitely in the Nestle family. So if you had like a, um, a Nestle Crunch, the the chocolate is a little lighter than the Hershey's. A crunchy. They have, uh, ri- uh, well, they have Rice Krispies, which I don't know. All right. Do you yeah. have Rice Krispies? Yes. Snap, crackle, pop. Yeah, I know we have Rice Krispies as, as in the cereal. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah it has yeah. those in there. So yeah. a, okay. a Nestle Crunch Bar has is a chocolate bar, bar with those okay. in I don't know how riveting this is, but that's got to be good <laughs> audio there. Okay, 
Okay. So I'll let you try. This is a red wine. Now this is just red licorice. Right. So you, oh, it's licorice. It's well, it's not black licorice. Not but like it, an. But anise. it's cons- it's counted as licorice. It's, licorice. It's a red licorice. Okay. So we have in the we have black licorice and we have li- red licorice. I don't think that's a thing, Chris. Well, I know I love black licorice. I, I like black licorice. Do you yeah. really? Not yeah. many people like it. Yeah, my wife doesn't yeah. like licorice. I, don't, I, I, don't I think people are missing out. So okay. in the U.S., there's another type of these are red vines. Now in the U.S., there is a type of um, another type called a Twizzler, mm. uh, and typically you're either one or the other. You're either a red vines person or a Twizzler person. We are a Red Vines house. I don't understand this taste. It tastes like it wants to be a bubblegum. It's red licorice. That's what it tastes like. I don't like a red vine. I don't think. No? I don't think. It's kind of cherry-ish, maybe. Slightly cherry. Maybe slightly medicine also. Hmm. Yeah? yeah? That's what it is. Okay. A bit plastic. Sure. What's great is... a. Well, even as an adult, I do this, but I know kids do it. You bite off both ends because it's hollow in the middle, oh. and then you put it in your soda and you use it as a straw. <laughs> so you, you pour it as a joint. Either way. <laughs> okay. Cool. Moving on. Have you ever had a whisper? Oh, I don't know. What is that? Okay. You've ha- I'm guessing you've had dairy milk. D- dairy? No. No. Okay. Um... He's got like this cornucopia of yeah, just... Yeah, so in the UK, you you guys will know this. Cadbury's Hero Boxes, there's a selection, which is why I brought this. I was having this in-depth conversation with the guy at the co-op store. I was like, what is quintessential British chocolate? And we eventually settled on to get this box. So, okay, so this is called a Dinky Decker. Because <laughs> I think it's normally double decker. So that's why it's called oh, Dinky. Oh, so it's a li- Because it's a miniature one. Yeah. Dinky... <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Oh, a Twizzler is stuck in my tooth. It's not a Twizzler. It's a red vine. Oh, red vine. Disgusting. Sorry. Yes. No. no. Actually, I'll try and get you some Twizzlers so you can try that too to decide what you like. Probably like that. Um, yeah. But if you like them, you're going to have to take them with you because because <laughs> you don't like them. No. Oh, let's see. Mm. Oh, that's good. Is that caramel? Oh, okay. Mm. And there's something. I should have bit it in half so I could actually look at it. <laughs> it tastes like a wafer. There's more. <laughs> like, a, um, you know those cheap little, for anybody in the U.S., the cheap little wafer cookies that it's like, it looks like a waffle pattern on the top and then it's filled with a little bit of cream and then another, and they, they look like styrofoam. Mm. And they probably are styrofoam. That's what it tastes like, but surrounded in caramel and chocolate. Yeah. Okay. I, I love that. That is really good. Yeah. Great. So next week. We can try more. Okay. Do you not want to try my... my... Oh, no, I do. I, okay. yeah, yeah, oh, but oh, okay. I'm trying to save some for next week. Okay. Like, I, but yeah, give me sweets. <laughs> so candy corn. Now, there is a big um, discrepancy. I don't even like the idea of that corn and candy. Or doesn't taste like corn at all. No. Okay, cool. Yeah, no. So like, most people at least claim they don't like it. Mm. I have bought four pound bags of this before. Oh my gosh. And okay. I have you got a problem with candy corn? Okay. It's so good. So you need good. an intervention? No, I do not. <laughs> um, and I, no, I should have tried to open this bag. Sorry for the terrible audio. Yeah. This is riveting. <laughs> candy corn bags. You can't get into them. That's how they sell. That's, that's mm. 
Oh, oh, here we go. Okay, so I'll let you. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I'm yeah, got, there you go. Proper hand couple in there. Yeah, I got three. Okay. Um, they look like your teeth have gone wrong. Oh yeah, you can put them in your mouth to be like your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. I know this. Really? It just tastes some, like something I've had before. It's not this, though. Hmm. Very sweet. One more. Don't breathe it in. Oh, my brain is not telling me what it is. Do you like it? I think I do. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I could have many. It's so sweet. Okay. I'd need to be drinking like coffee with it. Oh. Mm. I have made deep fried candy corn. Uh, why? Oh. <laughs> don't knock it before you tried it. I mean, it is. I am knocking it. It is like, <laughs> it's like you take some cake batter and you. Um, pour these like into it and then scoop it out and then toss it in oil. How did you even come up with that? Um, I saw it online. <laughs> okay. And um, and then once it, it's like this dough ball that is deep fried and then you pull it out and you sprinkle it with powdered sugar and the candy corn kind of melts within it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I'll have to make you some. This is, Ruben might die while he's here in the United States because we don't eat anything that's healthy. Well, you said diabetes earlier, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You don't sound too, too terribly sold on it. Kind of, okay, yeah. yeah. It does kind of disintegrate and melt in your mouth yes. sort of thing. Yes. It's my, brain is, my brain is telling me I've had this before, but mm. I don't yeah, know what no, it is. Yeah. It's pure sugar. Okay. So, all right. Well, do you like, what's your favorite snack? Do you like snacks? Uh, have you had like candy corn? Where do you stand on candy corn? Mm. If you've been in the UK, let me know in the comments what your favorite Candy or chocolate is. Yeah. I know we don't call it candy in the UK. We just call it sweets. And, um, and in the US, I guess you'll have your favorites like Hershey's. And, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh. All right. Well, now it is time for us to dive into the news and the entertainment of what is coming up this week that we are looking forward to. As always, uh, please rate and review us wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Also, you could tweet at us at Best We Watched. Don't forget about our Patreon opportunity, patreon.com slash thebeardedones. Uh, for just a few dollars or a few pounds a month, um, you can support us and get exclusive access to special features. Uh, you know, the segments and uh, quizzes, general nonsense, just mm -hmm. lots of stuff like that. Um, and then also please head over to our individual YouTube channels. Check us out there. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, me, Chris, movies and munchies, like, share, subscribe. We would definitely appreciate that. Uh, now though, let us dive into some news. Mm. Ruben, do you have, has it been a big news week for you? It actually has. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. You want to start? Yes. With some very funny news. And Ooh. one of the greatest things I've read on Twitter, because mm. Twitter's a bit of a cesspool at the moment. True. Uh, but you're going to laugh. This is funny. And it's also glorious. And I love it. And I'm building it up. So <laughs> I hope it's still as good when you, when you get to that. But Terrifier 2 
has been submitted for Oscar consideration. <laughs> I saw that. But the reason week. behind it is amazing. The th- this is their direct quote. The thought of having members of the Academy endure an extreme <laughs> unrated horror movie that they would otherwise consider beneath them, that's just too hilarious for an opportunity to pass up. So they're only submitting it because... To make people to make have to watch the, it. The Oscar <laughs> guys squirm in their seats. Love it. Oh, that's so good. Well, and it's doing so well in the theaters. It is. Like it's what a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars over five million. Well, I think it's eight million. Yes, seven or eight million now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first one was fifty grand. And then that did quite well, but not nearly like what this one is doing. Well, in this one, in its second week in the theater, it actually went up. Like normally. That's not supposed to happen. (laughs) Exactly. Everybody's like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, have you seen it yet? I have not. Well, maybe we will try. I'm, I don't even know if it's playing around here. I will not. Oh, you don't want to go and see it? I'm not no. good with uh, intense. Okay. I, I barely made it through the first one. I love art. So I think art's amazing as a character. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, just, yeah. Just but intense, prolonged body gore. Yeah. 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 No, not going to do it, huh? I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, well, following on horror, then... Um, so, you know, we talked about, I don't know, a month ago, maybe, um, because it had fallen into public domain, A.A. A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh. Yes, I have. Was, I literally you, have this on my phone. Do you have that? <laughs> also, yes. So um, I, I had seen on The Hollywood Reporter, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. It is getting a theatrical release in the U.S., the U.K., Canada, and Mexico, because Fathom Events is going to do a... Um, like a one-day event across hundreds of U.S. theaters on February 15th. Amazing. It, I think I'm going to go. I'm going, I'm for gonna, sure. Yeah. But that's not even the news. I was, oh, you have different news. Yeah. Oh, what but, is it? But, okay. So the team behind Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, are developing a horror take on Peter Pan, titled Peter Pan Neverland Nightmare. What? Yeah. <laughs> I guess because it's all public domain now, that that era of... Oh, of content. Content been, is now up for grabs. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not going to get too excited yet because we have not seen Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I love the trailer. It looks uh, ridiculous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, and it reminds me a little bit of Your Next. Mm. You know, it has a, some of that in there. So I'm like, I want to see it and I have, like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to mm. check it out. If it is awesome or if it's just an enjoyable time, then I will be much more excited for Peter Pan. I think it all hinges on the, the Winnie the Pooh. Like if, yeah. if the execution is not too serious, because I don't think you can take, you can't make a film like this and make it serious. You can make it, because it's Winnie the Pooh. People yeah. are going to be laughing anyway. Winnie the Pooh is killing exactly. Peter. Yeah. yeah. Um, With the Sorry, Christopher story. Robin. Chris, Christopher Robin? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you, Christopher Robin? Ooh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Brian Fuller, just going to say that. Brian Fuller says they have the TV rights for anything related to Friday the 13th for his prequel series, Crystal Lake, from A24. Yes, I saw that too. That is, like normally I would not be maybe excited about a a serialized prequel of a horror movie franchise, mm. but because A24 is backing it, yeah, I mean, I'm, I still, I'm not on board with people using A24 as, because it's A24. 
It's not automatically great. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. It's just no. that they happen to, that the stuff that they buy to produce out there happens to be good. It's not them making it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, which which I think maybe if they, whatever they were pitched to mm. put their money behind. Must have been, okay, this is in our wheelhouse. You would think so, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping so. So we'll, yeah. Do, I, I, I agree with you though. It's not a slap of approval. I, I, just, I, I don't understand it. it. A24 is now the seal of approval, which shouldn't be the thing no. that they're using. It's a production house. It's a Correct. distribution yeah. house. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I'm still looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> After all that, yeah. like, they've they've had a, a very high rating of good stuff. Correct. Which yes. I think means people are more likely to try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what have you got? Um, so... We, I don't know how much we totally enjoyed this, but Fate, the Wink Saga on yes. Netflix, yeah. it has been canceled. Yes, it has. So no more seasons after this. Um, I I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm not bothered. Like of all the teen angst stuff, like. Mm. Sure. Yeah, I can totally. Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, like, am I going to remember it? Am I really broken up about mm. it? No. Would I have enjoyed maybe seeing a third season? Possibly. Mm. I thought this season was a, it was a little better. I enjoyed this season actually more than I did the first season. Okay. But. I think I'm more happy that they cancel stuff like this. So that means that that's the stuff that I want to survive has a has chance, a chance of, yeah, like they, that frees up some money yeah. to go back into the pot for perhaps the bastard and the devil and his son season two. Yeah. Because, because remember when we had the, the one series with the girl is supernatural series, British Netflix, and that was canceled and that made no sense. The Which way, it, it? the way it ended as well, with like her bloodied face on, on shared powers, but it was also a coming of age series. Uh, someone will remember in the comments that's going to bug me. It was really great. And we were so... Oh, is that the one? Um, I'm not okay with this? Yes, exactly. I'm not okay with that. Oh my goodness. And, and how it ended, you, it wasn't, it was proper cliffhanger and it was just starting and I was like, yeah, this, I, this was excellent. It was really good. That was a really good series. Yeah. Yep. That's, hmm. yeah, yeah. Bummed about that. Yeah. Um, Good news, potentially. Uh-huh. Danny Boyle says Alex Garland has finished the script for 28 months later. Uh, and it feels like a very good time to make it. And Celine Murphy is down to do it. So da- yeah. That- I mean, the first two were great. It has been a long time. I have not, I've only seen the first one. Oh, the second one's great. Is it? It's okay. amazing. We should watch that. Yeah, we should. Hmm. That'd be good. Yeah. Cause I, I just recently watched 28 days later again for the, like it had been, Years, yeah. yeah. It has aged a bit, but it it's definitely it's a unique take on like mm-hmm. British zombie horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good news, also. Okay. I think I, for most people, I think. Yeah. Um, we had been wondering about this for weeks now, and um, it was just baffling at why renewal notice had not been made for the Sandman. Yeah. You know, we were in this limbo of good grief. It was number one in the world for a lot and it seemed to get like critical and audience rave reviews well now they finally they have they have greenlit season two i'm so happy because th- this week there was also the a fake discussing film uh clone had put out that it was canceled oh. and i was like this is why people don't like netflix anymore because season ones always get canceled and then someone said yay it's not been this is fake and then literally that day as well they obviously saw the news and thought, no, we've got to put out a press release. We are coming back for a second season. I mean, 
it was so damn good. Like the the character of how he, I mean, even if you don't like all of the story, the, the characters themselves of how they look, yeah. the world building. And I think season two would probably be better because they've established that world, that fantasy that can get stuck into the next story, which I, which I know because I've read the graphic mm. novels um, and the audiobook. And the third part audiobook has just come out as well. Oh. The Because it's a whole ensemble cast of the uh-huh. voice actors is a big piece for Crunchy, not Crunchyroll, um, what are them? Audible? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they do a big thing about it. So if it's as good as those, I think people are in for a really fun time. Well, when they came out with that, um, those two bonus episodes, or the one bonus episode that was yeah. two stories in one, Yeah, like I, I watched it later than when it released. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, though. It was great. And so different, like animation. Yeah. Um, the cat's, the cat's law. Very interesting. Yes. And absolutely. And then Calliope. I loved that story. How much did that add to the depth and character yeah. of even his character? You know. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. That was that was so good. Yeah. Like you almost like, why didn't you include Why didn't this? you include that? But yeah. then it's kind of genius to be like, okay, we've gotten a couple of weeks past. Yeah. Bring Here it back into yes. the limelight. It's probably why they did. Yeah. Just keep the hype up. Um, the, the probably a very cleverly worked out marketing strategist has said, we're going to definitely want a second season. Let's keep this hype up as mm. long as we can. Yeah. Mm. Great news. Nice. Not so great news. In fact, it's an awful, awful oh. news. Uh-huh. And most people, when I say the Russo brothers, they think genius. Yeah. End end game. Yeah. End game. Yeah. Yeah. Several, actually several of the, the Marvel movies. Oh yeah. Like the, um, some of the best Marvel movies. Absolutely. People could. Okay. So they're doing a live action Hercules. Um, Okay. I think we spoke about this in the car recently. Yeah. But just so that everybody's listening on the audio. So there is the continued live action stuff that Disney want to do because money, you know, we always moan about this, but it doesn't matter what we say. They still do it because (laughs) money. People still go and see it. Yeah. And and that's on you. (laughs) Um, If you go and buy a ticket for this, that's on you. Yes. It's part of your fault. (laughs) Okay. So I actually really like Hercules. It's one of my favorites. It's so fun. The cast, it doesn't age. Like it's, it's like Aladdin, you know, it's, it's up there with those. And it's still going to be a musical, but it's going to be inspired by TikToks of all the things to be inspired by, to put in your, and it's not even a, it's a live action adaptation. So they're taking bits of the Hercules film and then doing TikTok inspired stuff. I like, if anything is going to make me swear and lose my cool, it's news like that. Like I'm twitching, like on the inside, like all over the Uh, place by all of this, because it uh, makes the, so we're going to feed into the short attention span theater type of thing within a movie that, I mean, think back to that very unfunny movie, The Bubble on Netflix, mm. where one of the characters- That was unfunny. Which, who was obsessed with like TikTok mm. and doing all of that. Now, that it so had cringe. a fun sequence in there, but for the most part, it was an annoying- It was cringe, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't understand. Cringy. Yeah. Not good. So what is the live action version going to be then? A bunch of TikTok dancing, flossing, reactions. Who Are there going to be people reaction, reacting to reactions? Is it lip synced? Uh, I don't know why. I don't. Uh, I hate just thinking about it. I hate it. Like if, if, if there's a genre of film that I hate, that's it. <laughs> I yes. think that's what it is. <laughs> yes. that does. It doesn't even sound appealing from that description. 
to to quote data from Star Trek, there's a thing that he says when he, he gets his emotion and feeling trip chip because Data's a robot, mm -hmm. and it's the first time that he's starting to taste, and he goes like like what I'm doing now with this drink. And I would take a sip. Mm, what is that? I I hate. I think I hate this. Yeah. I hate this," he says with a <laughs> smile, um, and that's that's my reaction to that. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, well, I have no more news. Okay, cool. I will just carry continue. On. Yes, please. <laughs> um, Dune Part Two will release in one year. I don't believe that. I don't. I think that's a that's a lie. <laughs> the there is no way. They're still the casting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're still announcing cast. But there's no way in the world that they can get all the special effects done. No. In that time and have them. We've been talking about this for years. Yeah. Well, since, year. since it released. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe that. I don't believe it yet. No. Okay. So remember we were talking about Netflix um, and their adver advert version. Yes. That's coming out really soon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I asked you, do you think that they, they would deign to not have their originals on there for that version. You said, no ways. No, I'm sure they'll be on there. Many shows are not available on Netflix's ad-supported tier, including The Crown, Cobra Kai, Arrested Development, Breaking Bad, The Good Place, A Grey's Anatomy, House of Cards, How to Get Away with Murder, New Girl, Peaky Blinders, just to name a few. Now, see, the ones that are not their original. There's a few that's not original. Yeah, yeah in those that make sense to me because of licensing issues or deals and everything else. But The Crown, but, Cobra Kai, The uh, Good Place? Wait, no, The Good Place was place was or something like uh, that, yeah. Uh, uh, no, you, yeah there's House a, of Cards? Yeah, House of Cards, yeah. These are, these um, are Netflix-owned... What is happening? That's dodgy. And do you know, I saw, because on the day that they released, um, well, when we first heard about it, hmm. they were talking about the ad-supported platform was going to be 720p only. So you weren't even getting high depth. Yeah, you were right. You just getting the bare, bare bones. It's not even, yeah. It's, it's, it's DVD quality is what you were getting. Well, I saw, though, on the 3rd of November when they released it, um, the tiers. Yeah. The next tier up, which is no ads, but still the cheapest the cheapest non-ad platform yeah. is still 720p. What? And then the next tier up from that is 1080, and then the most expensive tier is 4K. What is happening, Netflix? There, well, I think it's it's a way to stay um I don't know, maybe to to retain viewers. I don't like I think I don't I don't, I don't know that that's going to work well for them because People that are used to watching Netflix as a binging session who have said, oh, I don't want to pay what I'm paying because you're upping the price. Sure. To then go to lower quality and adverts, that's really, I don't know that's going to work. Yeah, well, and even just to go to lower quality. Mm. Even without the adverts, that it's and then it may not even be the show that you're paying <laughs> yeah, for that you want to watch because it's either. not even yeah. on there. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It's it's very weird to me. Mm. It's like for me, I mean, th this is the one because they do so much content all the time. They're the most prolific, so that's what I watch more than anything. Mm. You know, I, I will maintain paying the highest price mm. on this, but yeah, it's it's still a hefty price. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, Warner Brothers. <coughs> Discovery. That's like a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, wants to make 
more Harry Potter films if J.K. Rowling agrees? No. How? There's no books. There's no books. Yeah. No. No. So. We well and and I mean the whole Fantastic Beasts is a train wreck in and of itself. So it, like in arc, it's all over the place, and yeah, with that, with the actors in and out, you know Johnny Depp. Ugh. Yeah, exactly that whole thing, and so and we watched how the final Ezra. Se- <laughs> yeah. Well, the final season of uh, Game of Thrones mm. without source material. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't capture it because they're not using the same the same story base, I guess. No, you know, even if you take David Ayers, who did uh, the final several Harry Potter movies, right? Is that is that the guy that did those? Oh uh, yeah, um, David Ayers. No, that's no, not Lech. right. Um, no, not David. No, not, not David Lech. Oh, what's his name? I know he, yeah. it's the guy that he's done. Quite a few of them. He yeah, does the he darker did. ones later on. Ex- yeah, yeah. From like I think Half Blood Prince on. Yeah, or maybe even. Order I think he did Azkaban. Azkaban. No, I don't think he did Azkaban. Uh, uh, Alfonso Cuaron did. Oh, Alfonso did Azkaban. Yeah. Yeah. But I think after that, it became became it, his. Yeah, but anyway, I mean the that doesn't sound appealing to me. It just sounds like that's going to be wrong. That's just cash grab. Yes. Yes. But they are reeling for cash. Well, they are. They've canceled everything. Like, literally everything. Uh, talking about what's been canceled, I'll just continue while you're looking up. Yeah. Uh, Westworld's cancellation this week. Mm. So here's some further news, because I'm sure like people have heard that. Westworld season five was canceled. The the, the actors um, are still getting paid fully. Also, the, the score and the music, all those people that did that are still fully paid for their contracts. Um, there was a bunch of stuff that was ready to go. In fact, the writers had always wanted to do the fifth season, which was closing out the story. Mm. So even though the fourth season ends with a sort of conclusion, the fifth story concludes all the story. Oh, okay. So it's been written like yeah. a five-tier arc. So they're not going to get to do that. But Westworld's cancellation leaves Bad Robot without a series on air at HBO Warner Media, uh, made half a billion deal with J.J. Abrams back in September 2019. That's expected to run through 2024. Remember, we spoke about this quite a few months ago about all those projects. how J.J. Abrams is this, he used to be this guy that we just spoke in reverence, doing all these amazing, yeah. and then he made this deal with Warner and he's got nothing going except Westworld, which now is cancelled and there's nothing and they're paying through the nose. We said this was this was a bad deal. It was a big deal as well, like yeah. two hundred fifty million or something. Yeah, that. Mm. <laughs> okay, so it's not David Ayers. He is the one who directed the first um, Suicide Squad, right? Yes, David Yates. 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 Yes. That's the name. So that's the yeah. one who did the the Harry Potters. Now, so so if he were to do those, and you had Stephen Cloves or Steve Cloves who did um, the screenplay for some of the final at least the final movies maybe but still there's no there's no source material mm. for the Harry Potter things and are you going to get the whole cast back no there's no ways you would yeah i just i don't some of them died as well yeah and i don't yeah oh uh, yeah that and, means recasting yeah you can, no just <laughs> just let it go let yeah. leave us the Harry Potter series as it is i mean if you do it in the world of Harry Potter so it's in in that fantasy world, you could do new stuff and not have it connected to the books or those characters. 
This is true. The story would have to be good because I think you're still then you're drawing on, Mm. and maybe it's just me. But I would I would always be going back into this world with the expectation of what the movies were. But we know it is possible for because we've had um, the. Game of Thrones just did oh, House, of the, Dragon. House sure. of the Dragon. And yeah. that, that was excellent in the end. You know, it started up. I wasn't sure about the time skips sure. and the time jumps. But you know, in the end, it was great. Okay. It felt like a really yeah. good season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, that, okay. Yeah. That's playing devil's advocate. True. No, no. That makes sense. But continuing with the kind of Warner Brothers news, uh, David Zaslav, apparently he's important. Uh, oh, maybe you can check who David Zaslav is. Zaslav, Zaslav says we're going to have to have a we're going to have a real focus on franchise. We haven't had a Superman movie in 13 years and we haven't had a Harry Potter movie in 15 years. Now, I would uh, he needs to be it's a weird it's a very weird comment to make. He needs to be specific uh because technically the Harry Potter movies or if you're talking in the world we've had 3 um since the Harry Potter books that were turned we've had you know the 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 beasts movies we had three of those mm-hmm. and superman individually maybe but we had batman versus superman uh we had justice league we had the ultimate cut of justice league those could all be considered superman movies he's a very big part a part of those movies uh yeah so oh he's the ceo the new president and ceo okay so yeah that's why it's important yeah. so doesn't seem like he knows what he's talking about which is falling in line with some of the decisions that we saw exactly with yeah Hmm. and then continuing with the warner our warner segment this is one of their big franchises well hbo max that's actually been given a release date and we know how many episodes there are nine episodes releases january the 15th the last of us Ooh, so that's quite close yeah hmm yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, sorry, I, was, I thought you were about to talk. So. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my favorite horror director, Mike Flanagan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Would you consider him to know his know his stuff about horror? I would think so. Yeah. yeah. From the stuff that he's like yeah. produced with yes. Netflix and uh, what did we watch the other day? That was great. Really interesting. First time watch Oculus. Oh, Oculus, yes. Yeah. Uh, Gerard's Game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, House on Hunter Hill and mm-hmm. all of that. Okay. Yeah. So here's this guy, Patrick Sambasi. He's got a new YouTube channel. Okay. He's got 300 subscribers. Okay. Good Good for you. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm laughing because of what he said. Um, so Patrick Zambisa said... Um, It's actually splatter exploitation film, also known as torture porn these days. Talking about Terrifier 2. He didn't invent anything at Flanagan uh, film. You should check out movies like Saw, Hostel, The Devil's Rejects, a Serbian film, or The French Frontiers or, or Martyrs. And then he's put in uh, like parentheses, drop mic, but he spelt it M-I-K-E. <laughs> so, but, so Mike Flanagan said... Uh, Terrifier 2, because he'd just seen Terrifier 2. Oh, okay. okay. Uh-huh. He said, it's very ambitious, deeply disturbing. Practical effects are off the chain. Lauren Laver is quite terrific, at, and Arthur Clown is downright ghastly. Seems to have invented a new subgenre, the mega slasher, being 
uh, the mega slasher. Big respect to all involved. And then Lauren replied saying, seriously, no words can express how much this means to me coming from someone who inspires me endlessly. I deeply grateful to you uh, to, that you took the time to watch. Thank you, Mike. So that's an amazing interaction. Yeah. Creators. And then this dude comes in with his, um, it's actually cool. not. Uh, and you should, Imagine telling Mike Flanagan. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about, dude. So Mike replies. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he did. Oh, good. Yeah, He says, seen all those. Stand by my tweet. Also, you misspelled Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for that. That is so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, good times. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. Just, Yeah. Okay, so The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, has wrapped filming. I didn't even know they had started. I knew it was going into, like, they, they were talking about making a film. I didn't know they had started film. Yeah, it's really? done. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So when is it? Have they said release date then? No. Oh, okay. But it's wrapped. Uh, did you know that we were getting a spinoff of John Wick starring Anna de Arms? It's the, called the Ballerina, right? Yeah, it's called Ballerina, yeah. Yeah, I think. That begins filming uh, next week. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. I mean, I had heard rumors about that. Yeah, I didn't know it had like, gone through. So that's exciting. I'm a big fan of the, the Wick universe. Yeah, well, because there's also the series that is supposedly coming at the some Continental point. The Continental at some Yeah, at some point. Uh, I'm a big fan of Anna Darms. I thought she, her bit as like the Bond girl, she was excellent. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also news I didn't know, I thought was just a rumor at this stage, like because Man of Steel 2, because Henry Cavill's wearing, wearing the cape and he said yeah. there's news to come. Nothing official has been greenlit. But Dua Lipa? Oh, yeah, the singer, right? Dua Lipa? Yeah, yeah. she's been cast. Her acting debut in Man of Steel 2. No, wait, that's got to be. That can't be right. That's got to be wrong. Uh, it is wrong. This is brilliant. This is... The, the other thing I needed to talk about. Yeah. So I have this on an update about Twitter. So here is a prime example. It's, I'm just showing Chris the, the phone. So it's not discussing film. It's debutting film. Oh, but it has the same. It's the same logo, logo and same spelling except for the B. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Twitter today, starting today, we're adding great new features to Twitter Blue and have more on the way soon. Get Twitter Blue for $7.99 a month. If you sign up now, blue checkmark power to the people, your account will get a blue checkmark, just like the celebrities, companies, and politicians you already follow. Coming soon, half the ads and much better ones uh, since you're supporting Twitter in the battle against the bots. We're going to reward you with half the ads and make them twice as relevant. Post longer videos. You'll finally be able to post longer videos on Twitter. Priority ranking for quality content. Your content will get priority rankings in replies, mentions, and search. This helps lower the visibility of scams, spam, and bots. What do you think about having to pay for your checkmark? Do you mean with my, so with my um, under a hundred followers on Twitter, because I suck at Twitter, um, that I can get a blue check? Yeah. All I have to pay is a hundred dollars, what, a hundred and what, eight times 12, was that 90, a hundred bucks a month or a hundred bucks a year. Mm -hmm. And I can have a blue check by my name? Yes, you can. So how does that distinguish if anybody's credible? It doesn't. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so actually that encourages the bots and the spam accounts to pay a, a really a pittance. 
Yep. I mean, less than a hundred bucks they, a year. They earn so much money from their spam anyway. So exactly. So one of the first things they're going to do is what? They're going to get a blue check mark. They're going to get in there. So everybody's going to have a blue check mark. Well, actually, there's been a mass exodus already from the platform. This is true. And a lot of people are saying, hey, guys, look out for news of where I'm going. Because uh-huh. this isn't the place. One of my favorite uh, writers and script writers, Caligari, I forget his name. His name is always hard to pronounce. You'll see him is a, is a great advocate of teaching people, giving people tools of how to write. Oh, cool. Uh, which is fantastic. And he's always teaching me stuff about horror. And he's uh, one of the saddest things, like him saying, this platform just can't be what it is anymore. Especially since since he's Elon the Musk has taken over, it's, I, I'm sad to say, just has gone downhill. Like, yeah. actively, you can see it. Just in yeah, your feed, is, yeah. The hate is just now like opened up, and, yeah, it and just, it's, uh, it's there. It was bad before, yes, but yeah. now it's just it's prevalent and it's even more disgusting. Yeah. That. So if you're listening, what do you think about that? Do you think Twitter's irrelevant? I mean, t- potentially that could be said about all social media. There's there's well, all social media platforms. Facebook has you know had its issues. Sure. Twitter, YouTube basically your social media as well with his comment section and posts and yeah. now following in the wake of TikTok, you have TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, you know, there's so many, mm-hmm. there's the dark side of all of them. Yes. There's the good side of all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know what you think. Yeah. That is all my news. Okay. <laughs> there right. was a lot. Well, that's a, that's a good news week. Yeah. All right. Um, so some of the things, uh, looking forward to this coming week, Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so did you know that, um, at least on Netflix, this week, we're getting the first Christmas movie of the season? Is it Klaus 2? No. It is Falling for Christmas with Lindsay Lohan. Ah, definitely watching that. That's going to be amazing. I I hope so. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm all for, here's the deal, though. For me, I know some people are like, you got to wait until later in the year to do Christmas stuff. Mm. For me, Thanksgiving or Halloween's over. I'm ready to go Christmas. That's true because you guys do do Christmas kind of early because you have Thanksgiving. We have a Thanksgiving also. So Christmas is, does kind of start early because it all gets Christmassy from then. Yes, yes. But at our stores like Home Depot or um, Costco, any of our big box stores, anything like that, um, since September. We've had both Start Christmas stocking. and, and um, Halloween. Halloween and, stuff, and, yeah. Yeah. and then okay. as we get towards the end of October, the Halloween stuff goes away, and then it's just all Christmas stuff. Okay. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I don't think this is going to be awesome, but I'm still- It, it might be good enough for a Christmas movie. That, well, see, that's what I think. It looks like it's a romantic comedy. Mm. And Christmas I know that movie. I know that you do like those. I do. I, yeah. Mm. You don't have, I mean, the formula for a romantic <laughs> comedy, you, you just have to not suck. Yeah, basically. Really, that's really all basically, it is. Yeah. So, so that's not a high bar to set no, for a movie, is it? not a high bar it? at all. No. <laughs> and on like films that I don't know if are going to be good, but I didn't mind the first one, Lost Bullet 2. Did you ever did, watch the first one? Did I see the first one? I want to say I saw the first one. It was quite fun. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't amazing, but it did some stuff with cars and it was, gr- to, it was gritty. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and look at that just to see. Go watch I your saw. review. <laughs> did I review it? Probably I did. I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember it at all. Huh. 
I, okay. of all the films that were getting a sequel, I never thought that would. But <laughs> there you go. Well, whatever. Mm. Um, I've never seen any of it, but I know it's very, very popular. The Crown is coming yes, back this this week. Well, and yeah. apparently Judy Dench, who plays the Queen, is that correct? No, no, Helen no, Mirren. No, somebody plays. The- no, it's it's oh, from no, Harry. It's it's um, Imelda. Yeah, uh, she's going to be amazing in that role. Yeah, well, she though somebody was talking about how they wanted like Netflix to put out kind of a um, like a statement or a pre thing on the on the episodes mm. to say that this is a this is a fictionalized dramatization of why the, I guess maybe whatever content goes into this or something uh, with the queen just dying. Oh. That they were feeling that maybe it was a little too on the nose or I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. I don't think they need to. I don't think Netflix mm. is going to. No. But yeah, that comes out this week. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of The Crown. It's excellent. Okay. It's it's amazing. Seriously good. Um, high quality content. And I'm, I'm not a, a royalist by any means. My wife is more the royalist, but mm. I enjoy the, the acting within it. Like totally riveting but the best thing this week coming this week it's definitely going to be warrior nun season two is that this week yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh okay well i tell you what they better answer um they better readdress the 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 cliffhanger there the scene don't make me spit up my drink Because if you all remember, if you saw Warrior Nun, I mean, now I was not thrilled with the series. I got to just say that <laughs> I was I was tolerating it. It was okay, but it wasn't like it wasn't absolute poo, but it was also not wonderful for mm. me. But the freaking thing ends <laughs> like mid punch. So like talk about a cliffhanger, and that was what two two and a half years ago. Feels like forever. It does feel like forever, mm. right? Yeah. So okay, that's that's funny. Yeah, it's funny because I've seen the first. Well, I've seen. I think. Never mind. You're not going to tell me. You're going to find out for yourself. Okay. (laughs) Funny enough. All right. What else you got? Um, There is a. I'm looking it up right now. I just wanted to. There is. Is it a? Okay. So the good nurse came out. uh, What two weeks ago? It was uh, Jessica Chastain, Eddie Redmayne. Netflix has been doing this recently, which is a little weird to me. Hmm. But there is a documentary film coming out about that case after the movie i hate this is stop like it's too much milking stop milking your titles man yeah because it's i mean that's what we had like we did we did monster with evan peters which Mm. was disturbing and dark but then then to watch the documentary series the the conversations with the killer yeah that one was disappointing mm. first off because they didn't have actual many conversations with Dahmer yeah um but i had already seen all of it mm. and so this is kind of like that same thing so it's called the um the film the documentary film is called capturing the killer nurse yeah but i don't I, to use a a crappy colloquial term that is on the internet now we won't be watching <laughs> yeah it just it seems it's too much too mm. soon yeah 100 yeah i so. got some good news though yes. for something that's coming out okay so have you seen a film called the breadwinner animated film the Bread- 
No, that doesn't sound familiar. One of the most powerful animated films. If you haven't seen it, seriously, stick that on your watch list really? right now. It's incredible. Will make you cry 100%. Uh, where is it? Like um, uh, Apple probably has it. Okay. Might be on Netflix. Um, have you ever watched a film called this, The Secret of Kells? No, but I saw Wolf Walkers. Yeah. Same director. Oh, yeah. okay. Same director of the... the um, Wait, not the same director. Producer, maybe? But same kind of, like, style? Same style. Dude, that animation style in yeah. Wolfwalkers is phenomenal. So this week, uh, My Father's Dragon comes out on Netflix. Okay. And at first, when I looked at it, I thought it looks a bit kiddie. But then when I saw who was involved uh-huh. in the creation of it, I thought, okay, this is going to be good. Yeah. So... Um, known for The Secret of Kells, producer of Wolf Walkers, producer on From Darkness, director of The Breadwinner. Seriously, The Breadwinner might be in my top five animated favorite films of all time, full story. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to this. I, I think it could be good. It's Nora Tuomi who produces and directs these. Okay. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Well, and it... it um in select theaters in the U.S., My Father's Dragon is actually out already. Nice. Now, it came out on uh, November 4th. Okay. So, huh. Okay. Well, that's cool. Mm. Any more? Um, not for this week. <laughs> um, I'm really looking forward to next week. Next, next, next week's actually pretty big. Like, for the stuff that... I mean, we will talk about the other one that we, we know that we, you're going to talk about. But The Wonder is out next week on Netflix. Stutz. Um, Slumberland, which I'm looking forward to. Those three are big titles. Yes. And yeah, the biggest one. 1790 or 17, 1899. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that's the one I'm most looking forward to. Um, Chris, I've, I've, I've seen something on here that's coming next week that I can't believe is actually a film that exists. Wait, th- this coming week or the week? Next the, week, what, yeah. What, what is it? Do you remember that film called R.I.P.D.? Y- with Ryan Reynolds and yeah. Jeff yeah. Bridges? Y- yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm not making this up. I'm going to show Chris the screen so he can see what's on my screen. What in the actual crap is that? <laughs> R.I.P.D. 2, Rise of the Damned. Never heard of this. I, what? I have never heard of that also. When Sheriff Roy Pulsfer finds himself in the afterlife, he joins a special police force and returns to Earth to save human- humanity from the undead. Looks like it has none of the old cast none yeah. of the actors it looks like a really bad straight to dvd movie the, how on earth did they get the rights to that well that is well and that's crazy are you what site are you on are you actually on netflix i'm on netflix okay so you you're because you're on our wi-fi you're hitting the u.s yep things I, that's got to be a bot thing <laughs> like they like they they purchased it or something else because it it that's bonkers. Well, and that film was a flop, also. Yeah. So why would you even greenlight a second flop with lesser known actors yes. and no budget? And 
I think we should watch. I think we should watch it. It could be awful. It could be awful. Oh, Amazing. Man. Also, I've watched an episode of the new Teletubbies. <laughs> Why? My wife and I were interested to see what they've done to it because oh. our kids used to watch it. Okay. And then we stopped them. Yes. Because. Do you know why? Um, well, the reason we didn't let our kids watch it is because the Teletubbies spoke in gibberish. Exactly that. 100%. It we, taught your kids not to speak. Yes. Mommy. Da, 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 I didn't da, want my children to grow up. Again, again. Yeah, they were. They didn't speak audible English, and yes. they've they've continued to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, which is fine because that's Teletubbies. You yeah, you sure. do your thing. They changed the sun. Isn't it like a creepy baby now or something? Like it's that? a African American baby. Oh, okay. Uh, it does have a creepy smiley face, but it used to be just a bright yellow. Yes. Um, and that yeah. they felt the need to change it to African American to make it diverse. I just don't get it. Wait, the sun is the sun. Is has a baby face over okay. over it and is now an African American baby. So is the son? I I, I, I don't, don't even understand that. I don't understand what they're trying to say about that because the baby. The, I mean, that's fine if you want to. I, I mean, I I'm all for the diversity. I think that makes sense. But but it wasn't diversing. There's no yellow people. True, this is bright no, yellow. Yeah, yeah, I just don't. I that's it's not white. It's yeah. No, that's weird. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, it's still Teletubbies. So if you liked it before and you were excited about new Teletubbies, you do. Get excited there too. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I will not be watching. You we, we, we will be not watching. be watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a film that I just saw that I haven't seen that I think a lot of people missed. What's that? Um, I'm scrolling through it to find the title again. Oh, there it is. Where the Crawdogs Sing. Ooh. Yeah, that's coming to Netflix this week. Oh, is it really? Yeah. That was, we saw that in the theater. My whole family, we went and saw it because my wife and my daughter-in-law had read the book. Okay. And um, I've like, never seen it. So I, well, I had never read the book. And so I enjoyed the movie. They were impressed though, that it stuck really closely to the book. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's US just to make people aware because I'm in America at the moment. You, yeah. So it, that may not be for the UK. Okay, well that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Well, and for everybody, um, at least in the U.S., also, um, Brahmastra, uh, Part One, Shiva, um, that is now on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's got such a long. Um, it does really have a long name, <laughs> long. but I enjoyed that. We both enjoyed that. We had fun with it. So um, that's on Amazon Prime in the U.S. at least. So if you have been wanting to see that, you totally can see that now. Do we have anything that's not on Netflix? I. <laughs> do, no, I didn't. I, no, could, there's something coming out in like a couple of weeks, I think, with Apple. Yes. Um, and there's a couple of, th you know, some things coming out in um, very soon on Prime, like Jack Reacher season three is coming. And um, you're you're going to be reviewing, I think, uh, Gangs of London when it comes out to. Yeah, nobody can see my hands raised. My <laughs> arms are raised up. Yes. Season two is coming to AMC Plus in the United States uh, yeah. in. Two-ish weeks. I think the week, the teens of um, November. Yeah. Something like that. The 17th or something like that. I don't know. The, I don't remember the exact date. But yes, I am excited for that. I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we're a couple of weeks behind you. Yeah. So, okay. 
So there is stuff on other channels. Yes, just not We're right not away. sponsored by Netflix. No, we're not sponsored by Netflix. They just happened. I mean, like we said before, they just, they have they the happen, most they have the most release. Um, I think because they have the biggest budget. Yeah. You know, and they're pulling from so much worldwide that, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we thank you for listening, for tuning in. Um, we really do appreciate your support. If you could rate and review us wherever you happen to listen to podcasts, that would be outstanding. Don't forget, you can tweet at us if you're still on Twitter at Best We Watched. Um, uh, otherwise, you can hit us up on our individual YouTube channels, which we would appreciate you visiting us there also. That would always be great. Uh, comment on a, you know something, either the video of the best thing we watched or just one of our other ones. Tell us that you came from the podcast. That would be outstanding mm-hmm. um, to hear. We'd love to meet you there. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday. Me, Chris, Movies and Munchies. Uh, don't forget our Patreon opportunity for just a couple dollars a month. Uh, we do provide uh, exclusive content that is seen nowhere else. And uh, that that little bit of dollars helps to support this channel, just the production, not the channel, the show, the production that goes into it because it is, it is an investment. And so we would love to have you uh, help if you are so inclined and if you can. With that, though, uh, we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm. Take care. Mm-hmm.